Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby. 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 Welcome to the Hijack Down to Business Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast. I am not Alex Kirby. This is Chris Hollis, the producer for the Udana Business Podcast. I am the media and marketing manager as well for Trifecta Landscapes and Pure Media Productions. Uh, this is the hijacked episode of the podcast because Alex doesn't know that I'm doing this. So if there's uh, never any mention of me again, then there's probably a position open at Trifecta. Give them a call. See if you want to be the new marketing manager. Uh First of all, I just wanted to give a shout out to our man, Alex. He and Faith had their second child. Their son, Cal, was born at two o'clock this morning, uh, the day after Alex's birthday. So on June 28th, uh, eight pounds, 22, eight pounds, 10 ounces, 22 inches. Uh, Mom and baby are doing great. So be sure to reach out to Alex and let him know that you're excited for him. Give him congratulations. And uh, yeah, we're super excited to have Cal join the team here. Uh, wanted to give you guys some updates on what's going to come on the podcast here in the next couple months. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about social media, uh, small business marketing, uh, using marketing to create some profits. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to jump into it. So the podcast, we are taking a little bit of a break so that Alex can enjoy his new baby and support Faith and they can get used to having two kids for a little bit. And so it's just a little bit of a of a busy season for them. So we wanted to give them a good break so that he could take care of his family and he could take care of Faith and give her plenty of support. So we are going to be back uh, on Monday mornings on August 2nd. Uh, so in the next four or five weeks. And we're going to have some really cool, new, fun ideas. Uh, we're going to bring you better content, more about you know business and finance and marketing and getting your small business rolling, uh, getting you some great content there. And then we're going to have more great guests. We've had some really, really fantastic guests in the last several months. If you want to go back and listen to an interview with uh, Kaz Ono with Ballard Products, get some really great information on how to take social media, Facebook, your website and push your marketing really well and make it really work for you, make it worth the investment. That's a great one to go back and listen to. Uh, we interviewed some folks from Jobber. Uh, they're another great company. Uh, if you really want to work with great people, uh, look for people that do really cool things with their money. So if you haven't heard, Jobber has a program called Boost. It's a grant program. They were giving away $100,000 to small businesses from anywhere from about to be a small business, you know, people who have a great idea and want to get off the ground, all the way up to someone who's been in business for a while and maybe just need some COVID relief, or maybe they want to start a another crew or a different part of their business. Uh, so anywhere from, I think it was $1,000 up to $10,000. And they took that 100000 and actually pushed it to $150,000. So if you want to find great companies to work with, great companies to look to work with in your business, see what they do with their money. Uh, and Jobber is a great, great example of that. They're really generous, really great people. We interviewed their director of customer success. Uh, go back and listen to that episode as well and get some really great information. So we get more great guests coming in the next couple months. We're really, really excited about where the podcast is going. Our business is growing. The podcast is growing. So thank you guys for listening and always supporting what we're doing. Uh, so I wanted to uh, give you some insight as to why we are doing the podcast. So I met Alex back in 2013, I believe. 
and Alex was in college. Uh, I was out of college. I was working and we were part of a church organization together. And Alex was one of their interns while he was, I think he was in his either junior or senior year there at uh, Newberry college. And he had a heart for church planning and being a pastor. He was getting his Bible degree. And Alex and I spent a little bit of time together that summer, uh, off and on working with student ministry and that kind of thing. And he really just gave me the impression of being a super hard worker, being super self-driven, um, had a really big heart for serving people and loving people really well. And in that time, he discovered that he really wanted to be a church planner. And so he and I connected really well. Uh, and so we kind of kept in conversation off and on a little bit. But then I didn't really see him for several years after that. And then I was part of a church plant here in town. And I saw Alex sitting in the in a chair one day. I was like, whoa, I haven't seen you in a while. So we connected again. And he started coming and uh, being a big part of our church plant, uh, getting involved in small groups and some leadership conversations. And he wanted to start a church plant in Newberry, which is where he went to college. is the town over from where he grew up. And so his whole idea for trifecta landscaping in the beginning was that he was going to build it up for a couple of years, maybe two or three years, get some, uh, get a good clientele and then sell it and then take the profits from that and use that money to go start a church plant. And so Alex and I have always connected, uh, at a heart level, made it really easy for us to be friends. I just really loved his heart for serving people. And he just always loved people really well. And that's the mission that he's taken now. And so fast forward several years, uh, I was, I ended up working for that church for, for a period of time. And then I met my wife and we got married and I was looking to kind of move out of that position. And Alex had trifecta still, he realized that he had a, a greater influence and impact as a business owner. And so he kept the business and kept growing it and it kept growing. And he asked me to come on board back in February of 2009. 2020. And so I have been with Alex for about a year and a half now, and it's been a really cool opportunity to get a front row seat in what Alex is doing in business, but then also using things like the podcast to uh, continue to love people and encourage people that he wouldn't otherwise get to interact with. And so we've met a bunch of really great people. Um, Several of them have been on the podcast as guests, and Alex continues to um, love people well and uh, provide a place for uh, employees to be able to have uh, a livable wage and a great place to work that cares about them, that a heart for their interests and for their family's well-being. It's not just a spot where guys come in and they go and uh, never felt like anybody cared about them. We really try to have a company where we really care about the guys who work with us. We really care about the people that we serve and we really care about the people we work with. So that's kind of what we're doing. That's what the podcast is about is uh, we want to help small business owners get past that first level that, you know, I've been in, I've been in the service industry for a little bit kind of place where maybe you're, uh, you're one guy, two guys, three guys, and you just can't quite break through that glass ceiling of how do I get out of the truck? How do I get into, how do I get to driving sales from my business? How do I, uh, increase my revenue? How do I market myself? How do I get past just, uh, kind of chucking a truck kind of, kind of place and get into, you know, a place where I can really drive in some revenue. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you get out of the truck, get into the office or start another crew, start a second business, start a second location. Maybe your finances are out of whack. You just need some help getting things sorted. 
Uh, maybe you have a great idea and just no one knows about it. And so you just need help getting it out to the world. We can, that's what we want to do. So we want to hear from you guys. If you're, if you're that guy, please send us a DM. We want to talk to you. We want to help you. Um, maybe even have you on the podcast. We, you are the people that we are here to serve. This is why we do the podcast is what we want to do. So that's, that's my brag on Alex. So let's get into uh, small business marketing, some social media stuff. I've been in media and tech for quite a while now and social media in the last probably five ish years, maybe a little longer has become the gateway into marketing. Uh, all your friends are on it, your family's on it, you know, your grandmother sends you 16 direct messages on Facebook a month asking for more photos of the grandkids. It's great. It's a great entryway into marketing. Uh, it's free and uh, it takes very little to get started and it can be a real powerhouse for changing your company. There are businesses on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook that have absolutely exploded and have been all but 100% sustained by their marketing and sales through their social media. Uh, a great uh, illustration of that is something is like uh, Young Living Essential Oils. It's a it, they're, they're a great company and it's, and it's a really easy place to get started if you want to be a small business owner. And it's totally self-driven by how much work you want to put into it, which is a great model. Uh, but they have such a great following and such a great marketing on Instagram that uh, we know several people who've gotten started in it and have really made quite a living off of posting all over the place, uh, being real careful with their hashtags and uh, with their wording and getting the name out there, getting the word out there. And it's a great company. And so when you have a great product, a great company, a great business, and you market it well, it's a recipe for success. And so you, if you're not using social media to market your business, you need to start. If you haven't done any marketing at all, I would tell you the first place you need to start is an email list. You need to gather all your clients' emails because the best client you have is the one you already have. So we're gonna talk primarily about clients you don't have, but if you already have a decent client base, if you have their contact information, you have their phone numbers, you have their email addresses, then you need to remarket to them. If they don't know all the services you offer, you need to make sure that they know everything that you can offer, that they know everything that you're willing and able to do, the price that you can do it, and you need to get them scheduled as soon as possible. The, I think it's something like 40% of people who buy from you uh, will open the emails you send to them, which is w way more than you're going to get with social media. Social media is kind of like you stick it to the wall and see what sticks some of the time. Uh, if you got a really great targeted audience, it'd be a little better, but email is always going to be best. Second to that, I would say, is social media. And so get a Facebook account, get an Instagram account, don't, don't run everything off your personal one. Uh, it's great to reach out to friends and family that way, but you want your brand to be your brand. So it's great to be personal uh, to some degree. You know, if you have like Alex, you know, if, if you have a baby, it's good to post on your, on your business account. You had a baby so people can celebrate with you. You connect with them on a personal level. That's great. Uh, you, you, sh you should really do that. But for the most part, you should separate your personal uh, social media life from your professional. And why is that? Because most of the time, your clientele does not really care to see every single photo of your kids. They don't really care to see every photo of your vacations or what you do on the weekends and that kind of stuff. There's some lifestyle brands that do that, and that's fine. But if you're selling a product or you're selling a service, you want to make sure that for the most part, that's what you're putting on there because that's what your audience came to see. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So it's free. That's the first point is that it's free. Second is you really need to be authentic with, with what you post. Be authentic. Be yourself. Uh, don't 
put something out there that you can't sustain that, that you have to create, uh, incredible amounts of energy to produce because you're not gonna be able to keep it up. Uh, if you have uh, a service, then you want to make sure that there's plenty of posts about the services you offer. Uh, get some shots of your office staff working, uh, get some uh, video of your employees culture. Uh, if you pray before you go out for the day with something we do at trifecta is every morning we get together as, as the whole company and we pray for safety. Uh, we pray for each other. We pray for encouragement. We pray for the growth of our company. Uh, and that really drives a lot of great culture and people need to see that people connect with that. And that's what they came to see. They want to see your company. If you have a product. So if you're selling, like if you're selling shirts or you're selling equipment, uh, then you have plenty of stuff to take photos of plenty of stuff to post. Uh, people want to see new products. They want to see improved products. They want to see things they're interested in. Most people don't buy a service or a product the first time they see it which is why you see when you click on something on Instagram or on Facebook, they're going to retarget you because you need to see it seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times before you're like, okay, I'm going to really check this out. And then you might purchase and then you're going to see it six more times and you're like, okay, I've been eyeing this for a while. Now I'm going to buy it. It's the same strategy that everybody uses across marketing is they're going to retarget you every time, every time, every time, but you need to do the same thing. If someone clicks on a post and you see, and you have some tracking cookies, which we'll get to later, you want to create an audience for people who clicked on your stuff. Uh, same thing with a website. If you have a website, you need to get a tracking cookie so that you can see people who have uh, come through your website, who clicked on your URL or clicked on your contact us page. Maybe they didn't fill out the contact page, but they clicked on it. So then you can, you know, retarget them for an email, retarget them for social media and that kind of stuff. And that's going to really give you a quality lead. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more too, but in uh, all of that, yeah, we talk about retargeting. It seems like a dirty thing, but I mean, really, and, and for me, it's like, I don't want to see things that I don't have any interest in. So if they want to retarget me to show me stuff that I am interested in, then sure. Um, I'd rather have all the ads that come across my feeds, something that I'm actually interested in. Right. So you need to do the same thing, but you need to be authentic. Don't offer something that you can't back up. If you offer a service, so if you're a plumber and you're usually swapping toilets and you say, Oh, we can replace your entire uh, pipe system throughout your whole building, but you can't really, you don't, you definitely don't want to advertise something that you can't do that you can't handle. Uh, we have a policy at trifecta that if we can't do it hundred percent, we don't advertise it. You know, we might take a special case where, you know, we don't usually do irrigation stuff. You know, we don't usually move heads or fix heads, that kind of stuff on irrigation systems. But if it's one of our clients, they have one busted head and all we got to do is screw one off and put another one on. Sure. We'll do that but you're not going to see it posted all over our, all over the internet because we can't really back it up all the time. So be authentic, you know, portray your company. Well, um, let them see it in its best light and whatever you promise over deliver under promise over deliver. That goes a long way. Show up on time when you, you know, if you say, if you have a service where you say, I'm going to be here at eight 30, be there at eight 25 with a cup of coffee and a smile. It goes a long, long way. Marketing is not just in social media, but a lot of times it starts there and then serve your audience. If you have a lawn care business, like we do 99% of everything that comes across our feed is about lawn care. Why? Because that's what people signed up for. You know, if I go on YouTube and I type in lawn care and I get, I get a bunch of videos about, you know, boxing, I might be interested in boxing, but I typed in lawn care. I want to see lawn care. It's the same thing for your channel. It's anything for your channel, same thing for your Instagram, your Facebook. If that's what people came to see, if that's what they came to follow, if that's what they came to look at, that's what you want to give them. 
you want to do that authentically. Like this is your business. So you don't want to post fake stuff. You don't want to post anything fake. You don't want to post other people's work. You don't want to give them something they didn't sign up for. So make sure you're serving your audience. Give them something of value. You know, every time that we post, we're like, is this really what people came to see? Is this give people who look at value in checking out our channel or checking out our page? Uh, am I wasting their time? Is it something that they want to see? You know, you have to serve the people. You have to serve the audience. You want to be authentic but you want to serve the audience. And so that's kind of like my intro into small business marketing is you need to do it. It's, you know, always it's free. Uh, and if, as long as it's free, you should, you should do it as long as you have a, no ethical or moral boundary to cross to do it. But if there's a platform that people are checking out, you know, for hours a day, then you should be on it. Like we have a TikTok, It's not great. We're still working on it, but we have it cause people are on it and we hope we could drive some traffic there. Um, but you want to make sure that you're, taking all the tools that you can get. So let's talk about those tools in social media. The first thing I would say before I get into this too much is marketing and social media can take a lot of work. Uh, there's businesses that do really great with just posting on Facebook, just snapping a quick photo and giving it a post and people will ask questions and get in the DMs and want to order stuff. And that's great. We love that. If that's all the work marketing takes, that's great. But if you're having trouble really getting your content in front of people, then it might take a lot of work to really use social media for your benefit. Uh, and you have to judge whether or not it's worth the effort or not. But most of the time, it's a great way to market. Uh, so it can take a lot of work. But there are some great tools to know that too. So let's talk about Instagram. Instagram has a few different kinds of pages. You have a prof professional page, you have a personal page, and you have a branded page. Uh, personal pages is just what everybody has, but a branded page is like if you want to be an influencer or if you have a great message to tell people, if you're highly encouraging or, or you have a lot of uh, like business coaching you can give people, or uh, maybe you're in the faith realm and uh, you're a speaker and you need to get, you're trying to get the word out there, get in front of people, then a brand page will help you with some analytics. It'll help you track your following. Uh, it'll help you see what posts are doing well, what posts aren't doing well. So a brand page really works well for that. If you have uh, a service-based business or if you have a product-based business, then a professional page is probably what you're going to want to do because you can set up links to actually sell those business, uh, sell those products. Um, you can get your services out in front of more people that way. Instagram treats those different content pages differently. And so a personal page is going to really uh, go more in front of your friends and your family. It's going to track your relationship from your page to their page. Do they look at your stuff often? Do you look at their stuff often? And they're going to put your content in front of them more because the algorithm has basically said these people have some kind of relationship and they want to see more of each other's content. If you're using a branded or personal page, you're probably trying to get to people that you haven't uh, reached yet. Um, or you're trying to facilitate a uh, brand business relationship with people who are following you. So the useful tools there are really the analytics. You want to know what your numbers are and see the trends and how you're growing. If you post more photos of your services and that's growing really well, better than other content, then you're probably going to use more of those for a season. If video of your content of your services is doing better, you want to do more videos. Right now, video does far better than photos. Uh, because it tracks people in longer. And that's how the algorithm typically views engagement is by how long you look at content, how long you sit on someone's uh, post and 
if your video is 30 or second, 30 or 60 seconds long, then someone's probably going to watch at least half to more of that video. And then they might get bored. They might move on. But let's say you have a 30 second video and they watch 15 seconds of it. Think about how long you sit and look at one photograph on Instagram, probably one, two, three seconds at the most, because you get a quick glimpse like, Oh, that's cool. And then you move on. You might hit like, you might leave a quick comment, but for the most part, you're going to hit like, and then move if you even hit like, uh, and so what a video does is it gets you to sit on that content longer, which the algorithm says, Oh, they like this more because they're watching it longer. They're they're looking at this content longer. So we're going to feed them more of that. So if you can use more video, you shouldn't use more video. It's really easy to backlog photos. So, uh, we use an app called Hootsuite to schedule our posts. And so I'll typically build posts like a week out at a time, do a couple of Instagram posts a day, a Facebook post a day, uh, maybe create a short, you know, every once in a while, every, you know, two, three days, that kind of thing. Uh, so you want some variety of content for sure. Uh, but photos are really good for having uh, backlog of content to kind of fill in between, but video is really what uh, is doing really well right now. So try to do more video than photo if you can help it. Uh, another big thing about Instagram is reels. They're really pushing reels right now uh, because TikTok is blowing up. Reels is the answer to TikTok from Instagram. They're trying to get you to spend more time on Instagram. They're always trying to get you to be on the platform as long as possible. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with Facebook. They want you to be on the, they want you to be on the app as much as possible because that's how they do advertisement dollars. That's how they get their revenues by you being on the app. So uh, the longer you get people to stay there, the more that Instagram is going to reward you. And TikTok sucks up all your time because it's you know 15 second, 30 second videos. You go to the next one, two hours later, you realize you've been watching TikTok for two hours. That's what Instagram wants. YouTube's doing the same thing with YouTube Shorts. They want you to be on their platform. So they're trying to stimulate you as much as possible to be on the platform. And so whenever a new function of a app comes out, especially in social media, you want to jump on it because they're going to reward you for creating that content because they're trying to push, they're trying to push that new way to share content. So those are some, those are some tips for Instagram. Let's talk about Facebook. Facebook is much more on the, I'm trying to sell something bandwagon than create community bandwagon. Uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to Instagram, uh, you really do want to treat it like a community because that's how Instagram's built is for conversation and for liking and sharing content on a more personal level. Facebook has morphed past that. It's way past the days of being the better MySpace. Uh, and it turned into something different. And now it's really where everybody is. It's where your grandma is all the way down to your 14 year old cousin and half, you know, well, half kids these days aren't even on Facebook. They're on Instagram or they're on Snapchat or they're on TikTok. but Facebook is just different than Instagram. You can't just do the same thing on both. It's usually not going to do as well because it's a different audience. And that's where we go back to what we said before. You're always trying to serve the audience that's on that page. So for us in landscape world, for instance, Facebook for us is much more our clients and people we're trying to sell to than it is people that we just want to talk to and connect with. Uh, Instagram's got a great landscaping community. We talk about the lawn care community all the time. It's really fantastic, super encouraging, but that world is not as active on Facebook. There's plenty of Facebook groups that still serve that same purpose, but it's not as uh, naturally organic, reachable people as it is on Instagram. It's just built differently. And so the vast majority of people who follow us on Facebook are either current clients, past clients, or people who were interested in us at one point 
and didn't commit to our service, but they followed us and never unfollowed us, that kind of thing. So because we know that about the people following us on Facebook, we treat it much differently. And so if you look at our Instagram, uh, typically within a two, three day span, you'll see the same photos being used on both platforms, but the way it's portrayed is very different. And so for instance, if I post a photo of one of our guys mowing a lawn, he's sitting on a, on a bobcat mower on Instagram, we're going to talk about the bobcat mower. Cause we're about gear. We're talking, we're about, you know, landscaping and great striping, um, new stuff, cool stuff. Uh, the lawn care lifestyle. And that's just what Instagram is. And we really enjoy it. We really love it. We might see that same photo on Facebook, but it's me advertising to people saying, Hey, we love the opportunity to serve you in our community. We would love the opportunity to cut your lawn, offer you this service, this service. This is how you can get in contact with us, that kind of thing. Because Facebook is just a different audience. And Facebook does much better for service-based industries in this way um, when it comes to marketing your business because it's built toward their audience, which is mostly people from 25 to 65 instead of mostly being 40 down to 12. It's just a different audience, so they serve it differently. So we use Facebook to push our business. And so uh, Facebook has several tools that really help us do that. There's Facebook Ad Manager. Uh, Facebook has really come away from organic reach. In the last few years, they want you to pay money for people to see your content. And so we have several thousand people who follow us on Facebook. And if I just put a post out there and go look at the analytics, it might get like 90 people looking at it. It might get a hundred, it might get a couple hundred, but it might get two likes, it might get one comment, it might get one share, but it's not really the growth that you wanna see from advertising on Facebook. But if you put 10 bucks behind that, then you'll get hundreds and hundreds of views, if not thousands, you'll get five times the likes, you'll get five times the shares, and that's really what you want. You want people to share your content on Facebook because that's how their friends see it, that's how their friends of friends see it, uh, and so Facebook has just built it so that you really need to put a little bit of money behind it. And that's okay. You know, if you, if you put $10 into a Facebook ad and that lands you three clients, that's way worth it. I would pay $10 for the first time to cut a yard anytime because I mean, if I charge, you know, $60 a yard, you know, $60 a cut, if I cut it twice a week, it's $120 or twice a month, it's $120 a month over a year. You're talking about 1200, $1,400 that 10 bucks was well spent. Yeah. I'm going to make more than 10 bucks out of all that mess. That's well worth the time. It's well worth the money. And so uh, when it comes to Facebook, those ad man- that ad manager tool will help you track what uh, ads are doing well. Um, if it's a photo that's doing well, if it does really well naturally, you'll want to boost it several times over the course of several weeks, several months. Uh, you can get ahead of uh, season. So if Christmas is coming up, if you do Christmas lights, then in November, you need to start advertising that you do Christmas lights on Facebook and then put 20 bucks behind a post, maybe put five or six posts on there, give them each 20 bucks, have them on a recurring schedule for the next 30 days and see what kind of money you can get out of it. See what kind of traffic you can produce. And that's, and so that's Facebook ad manager works really well. Uh, there's also something called a Facebook pixel. And so, uh, what a Facebook pixel is, it's basically a cookie. If you don't know what cookie is, it's a tracking tool that you can put on websites and on URLs and that kind of thing. Uh, we created a Facebook pixel that I just called uh, clicks. And what it does is it tracks people who have clicked on our Facebook posts that send to our website. So anybody who's clicked uh, the contact button on our Facebook posts 
if it goes to our website, Facebook will track that person's IP address. It doesn't tell you their name. It doesn't tell you who they are, that kind of thing. But Facebook knows who they are. And so I can use that Facebook pixel to be the target for the next ad. And I will only target the people who have clicked on previous ads. And that's what we talked about earlier of that recurring targeting. So it needs to see your posts seven, eight, nine times before they're comfortable committing to it. You know, that's what you got to do. And it works really, really well. We've seen a big uptick in our website traffic. We've seen an uptick in calls and estimates. And that kind of stuff really does work. If you target the right people, especially people who are already interested in what you're doing, then Facebook is a great tool for marketing. Um, so that's, that's Facebook. Uh, you need to make, make a Facebook business page. You don't have one and just start posting. It, it can't hurt. Even if you don't put ad money behind it, it can't hurt. Let's talk about YouTube. YouTube in what we do in lawn care world specifically is a really odd beast. Um, if you're not selling something like a uh, Ballard products, they're a sponsor of ours. They're a great company. Corey Ballard is a great friend of ours. Um, they have great, great great products for lawn care people, uh, for people in the landscape industry, uh, when it comes to, uh, Darwin grips and, uh, catch pros, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Like that stuff is great. And so they have some great Facebook and YouTube content to produce. Uh, but they, they aim it toward lawn care people and, uh, YouTube and lawn care world. If you're not selling something, it's mostly about, uh, just kind of your, there's a lot, of, a lot of vlogs and they're really great. Copper Creek's a great one. Uh, it's super satisfying to watch them cut yards. Um, and so that's, that's some great content, but it's not really pushed at people trying to buy. It's more about the lawn care community. But that's not the case with every small business. Uh, if you have uh, a great, a, a great illustration is there was a, uh, story of a lady who started a, uh, eyelash business. She started a salon and she was trying to boost some business. And so she hired a company to help her create a YouTube channel for her, uh, for her salon. And so she started doing tutorials on how to do your lashes and how to do your nails and how to do pedicures and manicures and all that kind of stuff. And her business boomed. It went nuts because, uh, they helped her target the right people on YouTube. Um, and she got from a great clientele and her business just exploded and YouTube is a part of Google. And so it's that same thing we talk about with Facebook is you want to target the audience and you want to stick to them. You want to feed them what they're looking for. Uh, and then you can use Google tracking and Google pixels the same way you use for Facebook. You can get a Google pixel and plan it on some URLs and figure out people who are constantly visiting your stuff. And then the great thing about YouTube being part of Google is it will share that pixel across uh, Google search engine uh, through Google drive and all that kind of like anything that's attached to Google, it will share that same pixel across all Google services. And so if there's an ad placement available for someone who's looking for your kind of service, then they can potentially find it and you can limit it to a certain geographical area. You know, if you're, if you're a lawn care person or if you have a local business and you can't really, uh, adequately serve people who are more than 20, 30 miles from your home base, then you can limit the geographical area to just 20, 30 miles from your business. And Google will do that for you. Facebook will do it too. And you can really get your business moving through YouTube. So, uh, yeah, YouTube studio helps a bunch with the analytics. You can see, uh, when's a great time to post, 
uh, what videos are doing well, what are not doing well. You really need to know your numbers all the time. We talk about numbers on the Down to Business podcast all the time. You need to know your numbers. You need to know your marketing numbers. You need to know your revenue numbers. You need to see your profitability. You need to know these things because this is how you can take uh, information about your specific business and use it to market or target people who you know are going to be the most interested in what you have to offer. So you need to know your numbers. And then let's talk about the algorithms. So there's all these Facebook and YouTube and Instagram uh, influencers and content creators that all talk about how to how to crack the algorithm, how to fake it, how to juke it, you know, how to make it work for you. And those things work for maybe a very short season, but as soon as those videos come out about how to hack it, they immediately go in and start fixing it. And so if you're looking at a video that's more than like you know, three weeks old, they've probably already fixed those bugs. And so really the only way to build your brand uh, organically, even if you don't want to use money to boost your social media, then you just really need to create great content, make content. People want to see that they want to read about. They want to be a part of, they want to be a part of the lifestyle that you're living. They want to be, they want to get the service you're offering. They want the product that you had to offer them make great content and you won't have to worry about hacking stuff. Um, and all those platforms on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, you want to use proper hashtags. You know, the FYP hashtag has exploded, which stands for, for your pleasure, which is basically just eye candy videos. Um, people will use popular hashtags that have nothing to do with what they're posting. And the algorithm catches on to that because people won't be responding to your content, even though you're using popular hashtags and they will knock you down on where you show up in those hashtags. So if you're a salon, use hashtag salon business, hashtag small business owner. Uh, if you're, you know, in the lawn care world, use hashtag lawn care community. Uh, you know, the, the, the proper hashtags really do matter because if you try to juke the system, if you try to fake it, if you try to do like the follow refollow thing is huge in Instagram and Facebook, you know, you just follow a bunch of people. Maybe they're people who like um, a popular YouTube page or a popular channel. And so you just like all the people who like that channel and then they might like you back. And then once they like you or follow you, you unfollow them. Well, Instagram and Facebook have gotten smart about that. And what they do is they will start to drag your content down to the bottom of people's lists to basically punish you for doing that kind of stuff. But even if you start doing that, let's say you get... 4,000 followers on Instagram by doing that. The problem is those people were never actually interested in what you had to offer them in the first place. They just followed you because you followed them. And so what happens is you've created all this content and you have thousands of followers, but no one, no one hits like you don't get any views on your videos. And you're like, what is going on? Well, all the people who are following you never actually were interested in what you had to offer. It's now that you have all these people that aren't actually interested in you when no one clicks on your stuff, Instagram and Facebook and the algorithm looks at it and says, Oh, I guess their content isn't that great. So we're not going to push bad content in front of people on our platform because it's not good for the platform. So they'll take your content and they'll bury it at the bottom of the list. So don't do the follow refollow. You know, if you're, if there's somebody that you're actually interested in their content, follow them. If you're creating great content, put it in some hashtags and let people start following you. Uh, you can do giveaways. Giveaways are great, are a great way to grow your following because uh, you'll probably have a product or you've partnered with a product that people are interested in. And if that's part of your industry or part of your service or part of your brand or part of your lifestyle, then people are going to naturally associate that thing that they like with you because 
you use it or you're a part of it or you're in the same community or industry as it, it makes sense that you, that you would connect one thing connected to another and I want to follow both. That makes sense. But when you're just, you know, spamming people and trying to follow and do and get them to refollow, it's actually going to punish you down the road and people aren't going to start interacting with your content. And it's going to get really hard to get sponsorships and that kind of thing. Cause if you're aiming for sponsorships, we, we have several partnerships that we have through trifecta and through the podcast and they don't ask about our followers. They don't ask about how many likes we get on our posts. They want to see our analytics and they want to see how many people we're reaching. You know, if we have 15,000 followers, but we're only reaching 2000 people a post, they're like, eh, maybe not, you know, but if you've got 7,000 people following you and you have 6,000, uh, people that you reach with every post, that means that you have a great following of people who are interested in your content and that's what they care about. And so you have to be careful with these hacks. These hacks will really actually destroy your pages. You're going to be at some point, you're going to have to determine whether or not you're going to just, you know, unfollow those people, uh, delete everybody and start over or start a whole new page. Uh, cause there's not a great, a lot of great ways to come back from that. And eventually you get, you might get flagged as a bot. If you get flagged as a bot, even though you're not, then your content's going to be buried forever. And so you have to be really careful following these hacks. If you see one and you want to do it, it's up to you. Use your best judgment. But in my experience and all the research I've done, if you do these algorithm hacks, they're going to come back to bite you. And so that's really what I've got to offer you guys today. The last thing, just to kind of wrap all that up is one, you got to get on social media marketing. If you're not doing it, if you've got a business you're trying to push, if you've got a brand you're trying to push, social media is way too free not to use. Uh, and you have to be authentic. You know, the, the best people that you love, the people that you love to follow, that you follow all their stuff, usually, not always, there's some people who are really good at faking it, but for the most part, 90%, they're just doing what they do and people enjoy watching it. And those are the people who do the best. So create great content and be yourself, be authentic, uh, do posts that give you energy that push your brand push your marketing and you'll have some success. It may not be great success. You may not have a hundred thousand followers. You know, if you're in long care world, you may not get to 45,000 followers like some people, but you might have five, you might have 10, you might have 15, uh, 10 gets you the swipe up. The swipe up's pretty sweet. Uh, but don't fake it. You know, don't try to hack the algorithm, use the tools, use Facebook ad manager, Use the analytics in Instagram. Uh, use Google Pixels, Facebook Pixels. Use the YouTube Studio to track all your analytics. You, you really need to know your numbers and you just need to do that. Don't fake it. Be authentic. Uh, the last thing I'll say for you guys is uh, what you do is not who you are. I was talking to a guy this week about that. What you do is not who you are. What you do is just what you do. At the end of the day, you got a family to go home to or you're trying to build a business. It's just a business. You can start another one. You can't get another family. Don't work yourselves to death. You know, mind your business, but don't be your business. You know, well, thanks guys for being here today. We are really, really looking forward to coming back in August. We're coming back August 2nd with some great guests and more great content. Be sure to send Alex a DM, tell him you're thankful for him, for all his great information that he's given over the last year and a half for the podcast. Be sure to congratulate him on new baby cow. Check out the pics. He's super cute. We'll be back with you in a few weeks. You guys be God blessed. We'll see you later.